Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Hey, God bless you. The Lord's favor grace and blessing be upon all of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Hey, I want to talk to you today about when the demon don't come out, when the demon don't come out. All right. So this is going to be a good, a good scope. Want to dialogue with you. Those of you that are deliverance ministers that are having a hard time during tough cases, during deliverance. I want to talk to you today about that, how to be able to have effective deliverance even when you're facing the most resistant demons, all right? I just finished getting off the phone, um, or rather off Facebook, through my phone, helping someone who was in the middle of a deliverance session and the demon wouldn't come out. The demon wouldn't come out, all right? And they begin to, they just called me uh, through Facebook Messenger, and begin to ask me uh, what to do. Um, and I begin to help them troubleshoot what could potentially have been the causes of why uh, this particular deliverance session had went beyond seven hours. My God, listen, man, I got to give them uh, an E for effort uh, because they sitting there working with this person starting from yesterday and then... They came back today and here they are again hours later. So they gave me a call um, and I gave them um, some potential um, troubleshooting things to look for to see what could uh, be the problem and to help them get set free. Initially and finally, I told them, shut the deliverance down, end it. Um, you're not the one to help them get set free and release yourself from the guilt of that. All right. So, um, that conversation has sparked today for me to get into a good Bible study, um, to help those of you because they are not alone. They are not alone. And let me also just interject here as well that I have had, um, tough cases and I don't have, uh, a much of a success rate as it appears to be on Facebook. There are many times where I absolutely don't know what to do. And even with the grace and the mantle for deliverance that God has given me, there have been 
a lot of moments where I couldn't help somebody get set free and I didn't know what to do. All right. And um, I went home and I gave myself an E for effort. And that happens to me to this day. Um, and I think that God allows that to be able to keep the man or woman of God humble, that you are not the end all be all Jesus is. And you do the best that you can to help people get set free according to the level of your understanding and anointing of where you're at in the Lord to help someone get set free. Outside of that, well, it's the law, it's at the Lord's discretion whether he wants to deliver them or not. All right, let's jump into this thing. Now, here's some things that I wanna I want you to understand. Deliverance worker. Here's number one. I'm gonna give you 12 reasons that you might be doing something wrong. I'm gonna give you 10 reasons of what they're doing wrong, and then I'm gonna give you eight things to do on when you're stuck. All right. Now, this sounds like it's going to be long, but it's actually not because I'm going to breeze right through this stuff. All right. So the first thing that I want you to understand is this, that every deliverance case is not necessarily easy. Did you catch what I just said? Every deliverance session is not necessarily easy. There are tough demons that want to fight. Now, listen to me. This is what I'm saying. Every demon is now whimpering in cowardice and timidity because you showed up. There are some demons that want to fight. There are some demonic entities and principalities that, um, that are looking to engage you in a fight. So to sit here and have uh, the, 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 the fallacy thinking of, well, when you show up, demons tremble. That's not true. I have done over 400 deliverance sessions. I'm telling you that there are a lot of demons that are not scared of you with Jesus name. There are some demons that are not scared of Jesus. And I know that for a fact because there are demons that blaspheme the name of God. The Bible is literally multiple scriptures that there are a lot of demons that are not intimidated. Every demon is not intimidated. There are some merciless. I don't care. I don't care if the most high is going to send me to hell. I'm just going to go for broke. I just don't care. I'm not scared of nothing. Um, and you need to, you need to, uh, you need to ultimately come to terms that there are some demons that are like, come on, let's see what you got. Let's see what you got. Let's see. Let's, let's see if you could go toe to toe with me. So keep that in mind. Stay humble. Stay humble. Uh, this modern evangelical stuff about, you know, when you show up, demons start trembling. No, they tremble at Jesus. They don't tremble at you. They're not scared of you. Actually, not actually, they're not scared of you at all. <laughs> all right. So um, there are two things. The second thing is this. Um, because there are some demons uh, that are not afraid of a fight, they will resist you and they won't come out. They'll resist to the last of coming out. The second reason why a demon won't come out is this. If that demon is absolutely terrified of its superior, which means the principality over them, um, and they are terrified of reporting to them that they failed the mission, they're not going to come out. They're going to fight you all the way to the end because they are afraid of the the demons that they have to answer to. Um, so you see what I'm saying? That they have to answer to um, and potentially the torture that they're going to have to go through 
in failing the mission when they get down there. So if they are terrified of having to report or go to the abyss, they're going to fight you. They're going to fight you because they're not going to report to their superior that some Christian that don't even pray like that used the name of Jesus and took me out. They're not. They are not going to come out easy. All right, so keep those two things in mind when you're entering into a deliverance. Keep yourself humble. Keep yourself humble. All right, here are um, 12 things that you could be potentially doing wrong um, that is causing the demon to not come out or making the demon where it won't leave. Number one, Understand, understand, understand that you are not the savior. You are not called to deliver everybody. Let that sink in. Do me a favor. Stop assuming that you're Jesus and that you have to say yes to every person that comes to you and that's pulling on you to get delivered. You are not the savior. You are not Jesus. They are just some people that you are not ordained to help get set free. Even though you said, yes, sir, I'm going to go to the battle. You're not Jesus. And I need you to embrace that you're not the savior and you're not called to help everybody. So get delivered from false guilt. Understand you're not the savior. All right. Number two, number two, the reason why a demon won't come out is sometimes number two is Satan is trying to discredit your ministry by not coming out, which means if you're in front of people who are immature about deliverance and they get caught up that as soon as you say the name of Jesus, the demon got to leave and the demon don't leave. Satan is trying, number two, to discredit you in front of those who are immature concerning spiritual warfare. So what will happen is the devil's trying to discredit your ministry by resisting. And then in the minds of those around you, they're going to assume, well, so-and-so has no power. So number two, Satan could be trying to discredit you. All right. Number three is this. Your zeal caused you to go to a fight that God did not send you. Number three, let me say that again. Your zeal has gotten the best of you, which means you ran to a fight and God didn't send you to that fight. You just wanting to be used. Get delivered from unregulated zeal, which means I've been so inactive in my church for so long and my cousin is manifesting in front of me. I just want to be used. So you just go into a fight because it's not about the person. It's about you wanting to be used. Guys, get delivered from unregulated zeal. All right. So um, you don't go where God has not sent you. All right. So allow your zeal to be regulated by the Holy Spirit. Number four, number four reason why a demon won't leave is your demonic catalog in your understanding is limited. Mark chapter 11 says this kind don't come out, but by and God gave them the strategy. If your demonic catalog is limited in your understanding to what you've read in books, then you could be handling 
and battling and contending with a demon that has yet to be categorized. And you're trying to find where you read this in the secrets to deliverance or a John Eckhart book or a Pagani book or pigs in the parlor or Kimberly Daniels. And this is a whole new class of demon, which means the Holy Spirit. Let me give you an example. Two weeks ago, I was in the middle of a Bible study at my local fellowship and it ended up in a mass deliverance. A young lady in my church started banging her head on the wall. True story. I had to run over there stop her from doing it. She got delivered. And afterwards I allowed her to testify. She went up front and said that the Lord had revealed to her that she was battling a demon called angry motherhood. I had never in my life heard of that, but my spirit said, Yes. And because this person, now what does that mean? Angry motherhood. Well, because this person had had children at an early age, she loves her babies, but her babies, um, had, her babies had, um, stopped her from pursuing a career, um, and the life that she had in her mind. And now all of her plans and purposes in her mind have been halted because she, now she has to take care of these babies. She loves her babies, but she hates where she's at in life. It was a demon called angry motherhood. I had never in my life heard of that, but when she said it up front, my spirit said, Oh, that's a new demon. She had no idea what God was using her to categorize in me a new demon. All right. So um, that's number four. Number five, write this down, is you are outranked. Hey, listen, you are outranked. Jude uh, chapter one talks about uh, not contending with the devil if you are outranked. So another reason why a demon won't leave is because you are outranked and there's nothing wrong with that. Let me give you an example. Um, right now, I have about 1,200 pastors in Brazil, literally an organization of about 1,200 pastors that are trying to fly me out to uh, Brazil to train them in deliverance. And I tell them no. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I know my rank is not of a level for me to go to Brazil. And I told them that. And they got angry and said, man of God, you're minimizing your authority in Christ. I was like, no, my authority don't go that high. My authority don't go that high of where I'm at right now. And you ain't, tr you ain't getting me to Brazil unless the Holy Spirit tells me now that you're ready. Now, I've been to Holland. I've been to Trinidad. I've been to Egypt. I've been to Israel. I've been to uh, various places. Um, and I felt the release to go. I don't feel the release to go to Brazil and I'm not letting nobody get me to go to a territory where I know that I'm outranked and I'm okay with saying that. It could be that you're outranked. Okay, next one. Number six, write this down, is love is no longer the motivation. Love is no longer the motivation in the deliverance, which means this Galatians chapter five says faith, which works by love. When you have stepped out of the place of love and now you're in a place of where it's about you or let's hurry up because I got to go eat something or I want to hurry up and go home. When love has been replaced in the deliverance session, you can forget about it. The demon ain't coming out because demons come out because of love. Love 
suffocates demons and they, they can't handle a deliverance minister full of love and a room full of love. And that's another topic for another day. That's a secret that I'll, I'm just throwing at you for free. All right. Number seven is your sacrifice level. Your sacrifice, write this down. Number seven, your sacrifice level is low. Demons look at your sacrifice level, which means this. Demons are looking to see at what level your denying of self is at. That is why Satanists can move up the ranks because they know how to sacrifice. They get up at three o'clock to pray. They give $10,000 to their high priest of their coven. Um, they go out to uh, Cuba and Haiti and shave all their head and dress all in white. That's their sacrifice level. Let me tell you something. If your sacrifice level is low, you can forget about it because the devil's sacrifice level is high. And if your sacrifice level is low, they're not coming out because you have no rank. You haven't put in work. All right, let me keep going because I got a lot more to give you. Number eight, number eight, number eight is you got stuck on an incantation, which means you still think that a cookie cutter formula or incantation or the demons respond to a certain wording. That if you say the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, or you do that, ikorobo shandai, now that might work when the Holy Spirit says do that. But if you think that that works in every deliverance session, baby, you've missed it. You, your faith is in idolatry and in incantation and not on strategy of the Holy Spirit. So Judges chapter 13 says Sam, uh, Samson took the jawbone of a donkey, not a sword, and killed a thousand Philistines, which means this. There are going to be times where the Holy Spirit says, change the strategy, say it like this, don't say nothing, do it like this. And if you go, no, 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 I got to do it like this because this is what works, the demon won't come out. The demon won't come out. All right. Uh, number nine is the deliverance minister's is in a place of embarrassment, which means now you're not thinking about getting them free. You're worrying about your reputation. That happens a lot when the demon is resisting. We go into, oh my God, everyone's looking at me. I feel embarrassed. God, don't embarrass me. Oh Lord, help me out. Now it's no longer about the person. Now you're worrying about your reputation because you're in a place of embarrassment. You can forget about it. The demon ain't coming out. All right, number 10. Number 10, and this is my one of my big ones, is you jumped into the deliverance and there was no organization as far as the football play. Did you catch what I just said? Every football team has what is called plays, which means they'll say, do the turnaround throwback. And everyone knows where to go at in the position and they execute the plan. Some, some deliverance ministers, they just go in there and they have no organization. You got five people binding the devil. You got no music playing. You got the music too loud. Everyone is yelling. You're yelling. Uh, you don't know. Nobody's in charge. Baby, when there is no organization set up in the beginning of the deliverance process, you can forget about it. The devil is going to run wild on that one. All right. 
Number 11, number 11 is the deliverance minister is unskilled in troubleshooting, which means this, you have one strategy, you get stuck, you don't know what else to do. Instead of saying, let me investigate four to five different things um, to troubleshoot what could potentially be the problem after the first thing and after the demon resisted your blood of Jesus, you don't know what else to do because you don't have what is called a systematic troubleshooting system to say, well, let me knock this out while I tried that. Okay, that didn't work. Let me try number two. Let me try this to help see where the person is potentially why the demon ain't coming out. You gotta be skilled in troubleshooting. All right. And, uh, number 12 is this. You're in an environment. You're in an environment that is not conducive to a deliverance atmosphere. There is a reason why Jesus kicked people out. He could have did the miracle in front of everybody. But there were many times Jesus was like, you, you, and you, all of you get out the room. And he, the environment is not conducive uh, to a mantle of severity, a mantle of holiness and reverence to the Holy Spirit. There's just a bunch of people talking, yapping, people, to, it's just people walking back and forth. Listen, don't get mad if deliverance ministers start saying, hey, you. Be quiet. You got little babies walking around. I hate that. When, when it, it happens in my church, oh man, I'll be getting on the parents from the front. They just be letting their baby run to the front and be like, oh, my child, three or four times during a holy moment, I'll be like, yo, so-and-so, get your baby, man, and go sit down. That happens all the time. And if you're watching me, control your babies. All right. Okay, let's switch it up. That's Those are 12 potential reasons. All right. When it's the person, let's get into when it's the person um, that's causing uh, the demon to not leave. All right. Number one, when I encounter somebody, uh, when I encounter somebody uh, that is not and the demon won't leave and I realize that it's not on me, um, I begin to go and see what the person is doing wrong. Number one, write this down. This is when it's the person. Number one, check their unforgiveness level check their forgiveness gauge number one the first thing that i do when a demon won't leave is i start talking to the person and i start going through is there anybody that they need to forgive unforgiveness is the number one cause of demons not leaving you need to begin to stop the deliverance session and talk to this person and say uh, is there anybody you need to forgive? Because let's troubleshoot this thing here. Unforgiveness. And that's not something that they need to, uh, Holy Spirit, no, this is, you need to ask them. Holy Spirit, uh, reveal to them the people that they need to forgive. Unforgiveness will block the anointing of deliverance like that. Number two, number two, and you can catch number one is Matthew chapter 18, talks about unforgiveness. Okay, number two is, is there unforgiveness? unrepentant sin in their lives. There's no way around this one. I'm at a place right now. This is me. You don't have to do this. But right now, I'm not doing no deliverance on anybody who's openly living in fornication. Now, I used to do that. And this is dependent upon the conscience of every deliverance minister. You flow with it. 
how the Holy Spirit shows you. I've done deliverance throughout the years of people living in fornication and people got set free. But in this season, in this season, um, I am not doing deliverance on people who go home and they fornicate in. I'm just not doing it. I'm not at this point where I'm at in my deliverance ministry. I'm telling them you need to repent of that sin and then come back to me. All right. If there is unrepentant sin in the person's life, you need to help them process that. Psalm 119 says, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord won't hear me. Let's get into number three. Number three is a big one. Double mindedness. Double mindedness. Here's what I have found. And I, and I learned this lesson when I was doing deliverance on a celebrity. Somebody from the NBA came to my church to get deliverance, uh, from me. This was a long time, well, not a long time ago, maybe about 18 months ago. Um, and, um, I was helping them do deliverance. And then it just dawned on me. This person is double minded, which means this. Jesus and the Bible they, they're still not convinced that the Bible is the infallible, uh, uh, unerror word of the living God. And this person was still not sure if Jesus is the only way to heaven. There's a double mindedness there. When the person is still double minded and Jesus is not the only way or Lord or the Bible is, well, maybe, I don't know, you know, that was written for back then. If they're in a place of double-mindedness, the Bible says, let not that person think they will receive anything from the Lord. So number two, uh, number three is double-mindedness. Number three, uh, number four, number four is the person is wanting attention. It's not a demon. It's the person. Let that one sink in. There are some people whose attention level is so petty that they will fake a demonic manifestation as long as people pay attention to them. Number four is, it's not a demon. It's just them wanting attention and people do it all the time. They just, they just want attention. They just want attention. Number five is this is James chapter two says faith without works is dead. Number five is this lack of participation, which means this deliverance is not possession or exorcism. Man, I ain't a priest. I ain't a father uh, from the local Roman Catholic church from around the corner. This ain't exorcism, baby. You a believer. Jesus is in that heart. I'm helping you clean your own house. So if the person starts blanking out their mind and just, I'll just let the Holy Spirit do what he does and let the man of God do what he do. And I'm just going to get to a place of surrender. The demon ain't coming out. Baby, you got to help us, man. Visualize the demon leaving. Uh, uh, push it out. Exhale. <sighs> Make yourself vomit. Jump around. Uh, do something. My God, participate with us. Don't just sit there and go, you know, I'm laying hands on you and you just there like, Whatever man of God, just do what you No, this is this this is by faith. We are touching and agreeing. Visualize the demon leaving you. Participate. Uh, and I'm not talking about participate in the sense of yelling at it. Yes, come out of me. Come out of me. No, I mean push. 
push that thing out, cough, vomit, do, my God, do something, fake it till you make it, do something, participate with us, man, I'm not your, I'm not your maid, I'm not cleaning your house, I'm your friend, I came over to help you throw out the old furniture, but my God, help me pick up the couch, and don't just have me carry the, Part lack of participation will keep the demon. It won't come out because the person is, well, I don't know what to do because I'm s- surrendering to the man of God. But maybe this ain't surrender to the man of God. Help us, please. All right. Number six. Number six is this. Number six is this of why a demon won't leave. Chemical and biological imbalance and disorder. Which means there is something chemically and biologically wrong with the person for real in real life. And if that's the case, no amount of Ikorobo Shandai and taking your bottle of oil and pouring it over like David and no amount of taking the menorah and being like, come out, come out, out now in Jesus name and taking the oil. None of, none of this, none of this is going to work, baby. There's a real biological problem and the person don't need deliverance. They need medication. They need professional help. And they need psychological treatment. Call a doctor. You're not the doctor. And that's okay. Step off. There's something biological going on. And it is what it is. All right. Number seven is this. Number seven is they have no present accountability. Did you catch? Did you catch what I just said? Listen, right now. When people ask me for deliverance, the first thing I ask them is, what church do you go to? Are you submitted to a church? If they start telling me that I'm in transition, I'll be like, nope. Go join a church first, then come back here. Who's your pastor? Listen, a large percentage of why demons won't come out is because these folk are not being held accountable. They're not part of any fellowship. Baby, man, go join a fellowship. Join a home cell group. Join a small group. Uh, go to a house fellowship. Get under a spiritual. Get under somebody. My Lord Jesus. I, I, I ain't got no problem telling people, man, that demon ain't going to go nowhere until you get submitted to a fellowship, man. And call it religious. Call it whatever. Get submitted, man. All right. Number eight is this. If the person is into that spooky, religious, Jewish, Hoshin, you know, prayer shawl, looking like a, a black rabbi, Puerto Rican, Pharisee, you know, all of this stuff, like, hold on, you know, and doing all of this and having phylacteries. And if they got, if they are into that Jewish, you know, paraphernalia and all of that stuff. I'm just telling you what I know. If you are not Messianic Jew, like a Jew by real bloodline, baby, Acts chapter 15 says to us Gentiles, we're not to do all, we're not to do none of this. Apostle James straight up told us, abstain from fornication, abstain from idolatry. Don't eat things, are uh, strangled and blood and give to the poor. 
That's the only five rules you and I are to obey as Gentiles. But if they're into that, you know, you know, lighting the candle. Hold on, man of God, before you help me get delivered. Let me light my candles. Ding, 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 ding. Baby, if I'm going to do your deliverance, I'm going to do this. I'm going to say, man, take this and put it back and let me help you get delivered by grace alone, through faith alone, by Christ alone. Let me move on. <laughs> number nine, number nine, number nine of why a demon won't leave is this. If this person criticizes the church and their pastor and leaders, and now they want deliverance from the very same people that they criticize and dishonor and disrespect, they're not going to get free. Listen to me. Listen to me. If that's you, you cannot receive freedom from the people you criticize and dishonor. If you dishonor the woman of God and now you're like, woman of God, can you pray for me? Baby, the devil ain't coming out. You can forget about it. You want to know why? Because deliverance is fueled by honor and respect. Disrespect and dishonor will shut down the deliverance anointing because you can't get freedom from me. Uh, at the same time, you're criticizing me for, I don't like his attitude. He too hood. He too Bronx. I don't like that beard. Uh, I don't like the way he talk. He too cocky. I don't like the way, do you listen to his videos? Oh, he does is talk about this. And then now I see you at a church service and you're like, man of God, can you lay hands on me? And I'm sitting there trying to get you delivered. Baby, that demon ain't going to come out because there's dishonor there. I don't care what you say. If you disrespect a church. If they're disrespecting a church, they can't receive freedom from people that they dishonor. Okay, uh, number 10, and then I'm done. And then I'll give you, and I'm going to show you the thing of what to do when you're stuck like that. Number 10 is this. Number 10 of why a demon won't leave a person is this. If there is familiarity, listen, if the person knows the person that's helping them get delivered, that demon ain't going to leave. If there is familiarity there, if there is, listen to me, listen to me. Let me tell you something. There are certain people that I don't do deliverance to because I'm too familiar with them. And I just say, sister, so-and-so, why don't you do the deliverance? Because we just know too much. We just know too much. And if there's familiarity there, you can forget about it. The person's not going to get free. Familiarity will be the hindrance of why that demon is not leaving the person. All right. Now let's get into some answers. Is this, is this good? All right. What do you do? And let's sum this up because I'm being long winded already. What do you do when the demon won't come out? Number one, after you did all of these points that I said to you, number one is this. When you enter a deliverance, set a time frame. In my house, deliverances never go beyond 30 minutes. At 15 minutes, I'm tapping a person like you got 15 minutes left. This whole thing about more than an hour deliverance, seven hour deliverance, baby, you lost control somewhere. You lost, in my house, I don't care who you are, I don't care how many hours you drove or what planes you took to get to my house, you get in 30 minutes. 
and I ain't budging on that. I'm giving you 30 minutes, which means at 20 minutes, I'm wrapping this thing up with Holy Ghost, fire, prophecy, all that good stuff. Listen, if you don't set a time frame, the devil will. The devil will make sure you are there for three hours. Put a time frame. Number two. Number two is this. When the demon won't. What about stubborn spirits? Oh, I love that question. I'm going to answer that. I don't care. I'm closing the deliverance if it's a stubborn spirit and I'm going home. I've been doing that from day one. Y'all not going to kill me. With your stubborn demon. You got 30 minutes. And if it hits 31 minutes. You walking out of my church with the demon. You gonna go home with the demon still on you. And I don't care. And you could tell the Holy Spirit. That I told you that. Pagani is not going to 31 minutes. You are going home. When it's with me. Since I've been doing deliverance. You're not gonna. You're not gonna kill me more than 30 minutes. Number two is this. Number two is this. Stop talking and call on the angels. The reason why, uh, the reason why the demon won't come out and you're struggling is because you're still talking. You need to stop in the middle of the deliverance session and say, you know what, angels, I release you. Angels assigned to deliverance. Every time I Get stuck in a deliverance. I'm calling on the angels. I don't care. I'll be like, yo, angels, I need your help. I say it just like that. I say, angels, I'm stuck. I need you. Or actually, I taunt the demon. I say, hey, demon, uh, you're resisting me. And I get it. But you're not going to resist. You see that angel? You see that angel right there with the sword in his hand? Get him, angels. Start releasing the angels. I have seen the craziest manifestations when I start calling on the angels. It gets crazy. They be like, ah, because baby, listen, man, if you, if you ain't got the power, the angels do stop what you're doing and call on the angels to, to go in there. And, and, and I'm telling you, the angels be ready. The angels be like, yo, sh shut up already. Get us in there. Call on the angels if a demon won't come out. Number three is this. Unleash the Holy Spirit. Baby, when you get stuck, after you call on the angels, start releasing the Holy Spirit. Oh, I'll be like, get him, Holy Ghost. I'll be like, I release the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, go get that demon. I don't know what demon is in there. It ain't, it ain't listening to me. Holy Ghost, get the demon and take it out by force. I start, I start cheering for the Holy Ghost. Come on, Holy Ghost, get it out. Holy Ghost, run after it. Find the demon. I don't know what demon is there. Holy Ghost, get him. Get him, Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, what? Holy Spirit be jumping in. And he does what we can't do. Unleash, number three is unleash the Holy Spirit. Name the demon. Quarantine is where you finally get the revelation that that demon is not coming out and you're not going to help. You're not going to get them free. Then you quarantine the demon. What does quarantine the demon means this? You bind that demon to stop bothering the person until the day that they get delivered. I do it all the time. Joshua chapter 10 says Joshua took the five kings and he locked them in a cave 
to deal with them later. Quarantine that demon and tell the demon, say, demon, all right, I get it that you ain't coming out with me, but you're going to come out one day. I bind you in a cell. I lock you in a cage. You unclean spirit, you will not torment the person in Jesus' name until God sends them the person that's going to help them get delivered in Jesus' name. Quarantine that thing and end it, baby. End it. I do it all the time. I do it all the time. All right? I'm not going to sit there and fight something and I know that I ain't the one to get them free. I quarantine that thing. All right. Next thing is this. Number five. Listen to me. This is... The top one, more than anything, and I end with number five, is this. Listen to me. End it. End the deliverance session. Listen, it's okay to end it. It's okay to send people away with their demons and realizing I, I couldn't get them free. I was recently in Puerto Rico. You guys saw the video. Great things were happening, but there was one person I couldn't get them free. So you know what I did? I prayed for them. And I was like, baby, I was like, listen, man, I bind you spirit. I quarantine you. And I ended it. I ended it. I could listen, listen, don't fake it. Don't fake it. This ain't preaching and teaching it where you can fake it till you make it. This is deliverance. This is real warfare for real. Just end it. Deliver yourself from feeling like a failure. You are not a failure. Let me tell you who's a real failure. The pastors and leaders who won't do deliverance. At least you tried. You are not a failure. You are not a failure. You are a deliverance minister and you're learning. You are learning. You want to know who's the failure? The churches that fail to even try and to do deliverance. End the session. You don't, in deliverance, there is no fake it till you make it. You end it immediately. You close shop down and end it and leave it alone. You are not the person ordained to get them free. So stop feeling like you are. You are not. And that's all right. There's a lot of people that come to my house and I can't get them free. I don't feel bad about it. I don't sit there and say, oh my God, they're going to make me look bad. They're going to leave and say, man, I went out to Pagani's church and it was regular. People get that a lot when they come to my house. Why? Because I'm a regular person. I have hit and misses. Some days I'm anointed. Other days I'm regular. I got delivered from trying to. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. Baby, I ended. It's done. I shut down shop. And I encourage them to get help. Or uh, um, I refer them to someone. End it. End it. Stop. And say, so-and-so, it's over. All right. And the last one, this is just for extra credit. And if you don't do this one, they'll keep coming and keep calling. Tell the person, this one's extra credit, is this one. Tell the person that you're not the one and that they need to find help in another place and that you will refer them to a place where they can get help. Because if not, they will keep calling you. And they will keep coming to you and it'll just be a little cat and mouse game of you not able to help them get free. And each time you're going to be like, well, I'm going to go for it because Jesus never said no. Jesus said no all the time. Jesus said no quite frequently. As a matter of fact, Jesus even said there were certain people he didn't even want the disciples to go. He used to tell them, don't even go to Samaria. Stay in Jerusalem. Receive that. Receive what I just said. 
Jesus told them, don't go to Samaria. Stay in Jerusalem. I'll go to Samaria and deal with a Samaritan woman. You guys don't go. Jesus said no a lot. And get delivered. Say to the person, enough. I'm not going to do any more deliverance. I had one person. I'll give you one person. I'll give you an example. I'm not telling you to do something I haven't done and I'm out of here. I had one person who called me. I don't know the person. They actually found a way to find my cell phone. They called me and I was upset that they found my cell phone because I, I was mad that somebody gave out my cell phone, you know, but nevertheless, I was polite. And I said, well, now that you have me on the phone, how can I help you? So I started helping them and watch this. They wanted help from um, some traumatic, demonic stuff that was going on. Like, and I, I, I literally, it was immensely intense. And I knew for a fact that that was not my field of deliverance, that particular area. Um, and I tried my best to help them get referred to. Another fellowship, I actually spoke with the pastor and I said, listen, I got this person. I'm going to send them your way. And they were anticipating, okay, I'm waiting for them. The person, for some reason, was like, ah, oh, I don't want to go there. You know, whatever the case may be. They're not, I don't think they're prepared for my problem. So this person started calling me like every day. Now, she was a lady. Finally, this person called me, no lie, at like 3 o'clock, like 2 o'clock in the morning. I was knocked out. I was kind of, I was kind of like knocked out. Um, and, uh, I just straight up told them, I straight up told them, Hey, listen, uh, first of all, um, I don't receive calls from a female to this phone, my phone, uh, for integrity purposes. So I'm just going to ask you that you would refrain from calling me. Second, I went as far as I could go, um, in trying to help you. Um, and you didn't like the church that I referred to you? Well, my hands are tied. I went as far as I could go. I'm going to respectfully tell you, don't call me again. I didn't feel bad. I straight up told them. And they weren't calling me for anything funny or, you know, some weird or whatever the case may be. I just straight up told them, uh, stop calling me. That's it. In a, in a personal way. And the person said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I won't call you again. And I was like, thank you. Now, if you're a good religious Pentecostal storefront Christian, you're probably mad right now because when I was a storefront Pentecostal believer, I used to say, wow, that was very disrespectful. You're supposed to help everybody. But when you start maturing in the kingdom, you realize that there's certain things that it's okay to say no to. I just straight up told the person, don't Call me again. I spoke with you twice on the phone. Don't call. And the person was like, I'm not going to call you. I'm going to erase your phone from my thing. And I was like, thank you. Uh, I went as far as I could go. Um, I pray that the Lord will help you find the help that you're looking for. Because obviously uh, my referral wasn't good enough. So I, my hands are tied. And um, I did my best. That was it. People, listen, listen to me. It's okay to tell people to stop coming to you. It's okay. Receive that. It's okay. It's okay to tell people, uh, no, stop coming to me. I'm not going to help you get free because I don't know how to get you free. It's okay to get, listen, say it with me. Say it with me. 
No. Just say say it. Say it. No is not a no is not a sin. Say it. Say it with me. No. Say it. No. It's okay. Say it again. No. If you can't say no, you have an orphan spirit on you. I'm just telling you what I know. If you can't say no to people, you have an orphan spirit on you, which means this. You're afraid that God will reject you for telling someone no. That means you don't know the love of the father, which means your love for God is still at an orphan level. I could tell people no and God won't send me to hell or reject me for it. It doesn't affect my ministry and it doesn't affect how God views me. If you find that you can't say no to people because I don't want the Lord to be angry at me or you got an orphan spirit on you and you're still religious and you're probably attending in a religious church. Us kingdom folk, we know Bible and it's okay to tell people uh, don't come here again asking me for help in this area because I tried and I ain't got the answer. I don't have the answer. Um, But I could pray for you and we could fellowship. But I'm not going to do it. So if you're going to do five deliverances on one person, I'm here to tell you, stop. All right. Amen. A- amen. Listen, oh, I don't agree with you, Pagani. I guarantee you, you don't do deliverance. That's why you're saying that. The people that say I don't agree with you, Pagani, are people who absolutely, absolutely haven't even cast out a flea out of anyone in years. They haven't done deliverance. As a matter of fact, they don't even do deliverance. Are the ones that be like, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Because you don't cast out demons. When you cast out demons, you know that what I'm saying is right. So, be free. And this is my bullet points to help you when you are encountering a demon that won't come out. The Lord's favor. Well, God bless you, man. The Lord's favor. Excuse me. Grace and blessing be upon all of you. Uh, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, if you uh, want more insight into this particular topic, uh, let me be the first to encourage you to go out and buy my book, The Secrets to Deliverance. It's literally number one all over the world. Go get this book. Go get this book, The Secrets to Deliverance. Everything that I'm talking to you about, I have it in here. Go get this book on Amazon, Walmart, Barnes & Noble. Go get the book or on Kindle and get trained in deliverance. Well, God bless you. My name is Alexander Pagani. I'm the lead pastor of Amazing Church located here in the Bronx, New York City, a.k.a. He is Risen Tabernacle. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.